Okay. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's Jack Kelly. Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Today, I'm excited to bring to you some good news for a change. The last couple of you know, LinkedIn Live slash podcasts, you know, some kind of, you know, not always very positive about what's going on in the job market, in the economy, in the world, you know, being bullied and what have you. So this time today is going to be much better. It's positive. So I'm I'm super stoked to have this conversation because I like talk, talking about positive things and things are good and you'll find jobs and make more money and have more opportunity. That's what I love talking about. You know, I really don't like talking about all the negativity that we've had for a long period of time. So let me explain what I'm talking about. Just the other day, there... Um, there's all these different economic metrics that come come around. So I don't want to bore you with, with wonkiness. But the bottom line is this. It looks like inflation has come down. And it, the whole thing, why the job market was kind of wrecked and we had all these problems because inflation went through the roof, record high levels. So the Fed who missed it all and like, oh, it's just transitory. Oops, we're wrong. This is really bad inflation. So then their goal, and this is so crazy, their goal, we have to make people lose their jobs because if they lose their jobs, they're not going to spend. And if they don't spend, inflation will come down. So even though it was no one's individual's fault, they were just living their lives. The Fed screwed up. The government screwed up. And now we're paying the price. So what happened is they would rate raise interest rates, hike the rates. So everything gets more expensive. So you can't buy houses and whatever, and you can't spend. And it just, it's just a downward spiral. And that's why we saw the layoffs and the downsizings and companies not wanting to hire because of this kind of economy. However, now that inflation is coming down, things look better because now all the Wall Street experts are saying, like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, they're now saying, without any more interest rate hikes, the stock market's going to do better, the bond market's going to do better, and consequently, we'll get to this later, the job market's going to get better, which is what we're here for. This is what the most important thing is. So both Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, two of the top-tier investment banks, in the U.S., in the world, actually, both had uh, forecasts that for the end of 2023, beginning into 2024, things are going to look good. And remember how we were talking about um, the recession might be coming, there's going to be a recession, oh no, that seems to be off the table. So now, not only are they predicting that 2023 and 2024 is going to be better, it doesn't, the talk of recession is kind of off to the side. Plus, so far, so far, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but so far in the Middle East, it didn't re somehow, the, you know, with the Hamas and Israeli war. And it, it's, there was fears that all of a sudden every country could be brought into it, World War Three, but Hopefully, God willing, everything works out and it doesn't go out of control. But so far, that seems a little bit better contained that everyone was afraid what could what happened. Um, so we got some bright spots right now, some bright spots that things are kind of looking in a more positive direction. Um, and add on, think about it. We don't even talk about the Ukraine anymore. 
So I don't know what that means. If we just the same way, like Afghanistan, we just like go, eh, all right, the war's over. Yeah. We'll go on to the next one. <laughs> and the next one from Afghanistan was Ukraine. And they're like, yeah, all right, we'll stop with that. Um, but without, so, so it does seem that these things are kind of, you know, that things are getting better. And since it's, since it's getting better, I think now for, for job seekers, for job hunters, or anyone who's looking to improve their career or take it to the next level, this may be a good time to jumpstart because people who are not listening to this broadcast are not going to know what I'm just sharing with you because most people aren't paying attention to these wonky economic statistics, but I'm a nerd and I do, and I pay attention to it, but they're also, that's my livelihood for writing. So I need to know about this. So for instance, I'm going to kind of put this together for an article for Forbes. So, you know, I kind of have to do all this research and understand it and make sense of all the numbers and stuff. And so what happens is this, usually during this time of year, mostly most people just just start um you know taking it easy and i can't blame them because we're getting close to thanksgiving so people are starting to make their thanksgiving plans maybe they're going to go away and then you know once thanksgiving hits we're all in this holiday mode and we it it, it happens it'll probably happen sooner because all the retailers are going to want to make money. So they're probably putting out, I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't been in Target lately, but I would imagine they're going to be putting out all the Christmas decorations and all the Christmas stuff. Um, uh, and you, you get that feeling for most people to say, hey, oh, this is a long year. This is a challenging year. I, I just, I just got to chill. I got to relax. I just got to self-care, take it easy. And I totally respect that. Totally makes sense you know, for people. However, if you're very career-oriented or if you're in between jobs, <clears throat> and if you're in between jobs and you're looking for something new, this might be one of the best times to really up your game. And what I mean by up your game is this. As I mentioned, most people just 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 they, they don't want to look for a job during the holidays. They want to they want to just kick back. So if fewer people are in the job market, if fewer people are sending out their resumes, you're going to have a better chance to stand out. Simple numbers game. You know, with less competition, you'll get noticed more. So I know you rather just take it easy. During the holidays, I can't blame you, but I <laughs> I look at my job here doing this, you know, LinkedIn live slash podcast is that I, I feel I should bring these things to your attention. You could agree, disagree. That's cool. I just figure it makes sense for me at least to share it with you. And then you can make your own decision what's right for you. So I would suggest you put together a game plan. The first thing is to decide what do you want to do? During a new year, think about it. You get the New Year's resolutions. Hey, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking or whatever it may be. I'm going to go to the gym. Do this for your career. Start thinking now of what you want to do. 
do you want to stay in your job? Do you want to find a new job? Do you want to get new skills to pivot to a new industry, to a new career? Do you want to reinvent yourself and say, hey, I'm, I'm looking just for a complete change? This is the time to do it, to really step back, because as we hit Thanksgiving, once we're at Thanksgiving time, and then afterwards, you know, everything slows a little bit in the office. People taking their vacations, they're in that holiday mindset. So, so the pressure comes down, doesn't disappear, but it kind of relents a little bit. So you do have that extra time to really think, what do I want to do with my life? Do I want to do the same thing for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Or is this time for a change? And I got to do something different. So that's the first thing to do. You have to really give it some deep thought. Because if you don't think about what to do, nothing's going to change and nothing's going to happen. You're just going to stay the same. And if you stay the same, you really go backwards. And what I mean by that is an object in motion stays in motion. If you keep moving and growing and building, you move forward. If you're stagnant and just remain where you are, everyone else is still going. They don't all stop with you. So they're still going. So because of that, you're going backwards. So you owe it to yourself to say, hey, let me allocate time to figure to step one, to allocate time to figure out what do I want to do next? What are my priorities? Is it money? Is it, is it prestige? Is it just finding a flexible job? Is it finding a remote job, <laughs> a digital nomad job? Whatever it may be. Then once you decide on your goal, right? So now you have a goal that you want to achieve. Most people have a goal and they stop it there. Oh, here's my goal. I want to make a certain amount of money or I want to get a new job. That's fine. But you need to have a daily plan how to achieve that goal. You need a system in place. You can't just say, hey, I want to pivot into X. I want to pivot into Wall Street or the tech sector. Okay, how are you going to get there? So in addition to saying, here's my goal, what I want to do for the new year, you want to set the stage of like, Every day, this is what I have to do to get there. And for everybody, it's going to be different because it depends on what you want to do. You know, let's say if it's a new job, let's just take that. You're looking for a new job. So one of the things, if you're looking for a new job, go, it's, it's, it's almost going back to basics. You want to maybe reach out to a career coach, a resume writer, and take some time and see, hey, can you help punch up my resume? Can you write a resume for me? Um, maybe I need a couple of coaching sessions, you know, to figure out, you know, how can I be better at interviewing? So that's a good starting point, right? You maybe, maybe you want to try writing the resume yourself. Maybe you want to uh, use AI to figure out some, you know, career options, but do something. You want to take action. And maybe you try a little bit of everything, right? Maybe you try using AI platforms to, and I'll give you one of the ones I use, Perplexity, Claude, Bard. Um, and I don't really use ChatGPT that much, but I use the others. And, then they're, and, and, and there are plenty of others that you could check out. So maybe you could look and put in there. Maybe here's what your skills are. Here's what 
your 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 education, your credentials are, and what other careers can that lead to? What other you know what other ways can I leverage this to do something else? And as I mentioned, maybe find a career coach, maybe find a resume writer who could punch things up. Also, this is a great time to network. And when I say network, I know you cringe. I know I get it when you hear like networking because you feel it's so icky. It's like, uh, it's so phony and so forced and so, uh, so maybe I, I don't know a different word to use for it, but let's say instead of networking, the holidays is a great way to reconnect with people. It's a great way to say, hey, Christine, how's everything? We haven't spoken in a long time. You know, how's the family? You know, how's everyone doing? How's your mom? What's going on? It's such a nice way to reach out to people. And now you're, you're not asking for anything. You're just establishing that relationship. You're reestablishing. And you do this across the board. And it helps on several fronts. One, it's just the nice thing to do. Who doesn't like to hear from someone that you like, maybe a family member, friend, someone you went to college with, someone you went to elementary school with, somebody who's a former coworker, someone who is a coworker and colleague, somebody who you know from your church, temple, mosque, synagogue, someone you know who, uh, you know, from when the kids were playing sports, that you would st stand on the sidelines with them and you had a great relationship, but you haven't spoken to them in eons. It's nice to me to reach out ordinarily for most people, for most people, some people are very gregarious and, and, and they're, they're very super comfortable, you know, making friends and such, but a lot aren't. So what you can do is for, this is a great way now to reach out to people who you haven't spoken to for a long time and just say, Hey, you know, happy Thanksgiving, happy new year, happy holidays, happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy, whatever. And, and, they'd be happy to hear from you. Once you get that rolling, right? You get that connection going, whether it's a phone call, whether it's text, emails, video, however, right? Just you know, meeting somebody up for coffee because then once you make that first connection, you can give it some time. And then afterwards, because you established it, kind of build upon it. And you don't want to be so forceful, but you want to build upon it. Let's say then maybe you go for a cup of coffee, maybe you go for a beer, what have you. Maybe you meet up for something. Then if you need their help for a job, it's a little easier because now it's not going in cold. And I know the way I'm saying it, you're like, oh, I see what you're doing, Jack. You're buttering them up and then you're going for the order. You're going for the kill. You're going in for the ask. Well, yeah, well, that's how it is. Sorry, that's how life is, man. Sometimes this is how it works. So what you, what you do is, so, so you want to, you know, you want to, but, but I'm doing best intentions because hopefully you do like these people or at least you kind of bear with those people, but they're folks who are going to help you. So now you can reach out to them and say, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but I've been downsized and I could really use some help. I would love to work for, you know, ABC company, XYZ company. And I think, you know, you, I believe you work at one of those companies. Do you think you could help me and put my resume in front of the right person? 
Or similarly, you could just ask you know, people, hey, uh, do you have any job openings in your company? Do you know anybody who's looking? Can I share my resume in case something pops up and you see it? So now you can make, so instead of saying networking, you, you've established and re, or reestablished the relationship with people, and then you're letting them know your situation and hope, and then they could do something for it. Now, I know for a lot of people, if you're in between work and it's during the holidays, it's super awkward to say, I'm in between jobs. I, I get it. I get it. People, you know, in this, in this country, we're very much, our, our identity is tied up with what we do for a living. And if you're not working and you're in between, sometimes you lose that identity and you feel awkward and you feel ashamed. Um, particularly, I notice this with men. Now, it could go be with women as well, but I just, for some reason, hear it and see it from men more often that what they do is rather than saying, hey, I lost my job, I need help, they withdraw. They withdraw from social events. They withdraw from society because they're ashamed and embarrassed. And that's the worst thing to do. That's the worst thing they could do because then no one knows that you need help. So no one's going to help you. If you're in that group, in that cohort, you have to push yourself to get out there, put your ego aside, people understand, and just let them know, hey, I need help. I need some guidance. I need some direction. I need you to pull some strings for me. I need you to help me get that job and get back up and running. I get it. It's easy for me to say. It's hard to do, but you got to do it. Because if you don't do it, nothing's going to happen. And no one's going to do it for you. Could there be somebody out there who's going to be, I'm going to be your saver. I'm going to knock on your door and here you go with the job. Could it happen? Maybe, but come on, that's not likely. You're going to have to make the steps yourself. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's awkward, you got to do it. Because if you don't do it, nothing's going to happen. And you're just going to be falling behind. So, so that that's the kind of networking part. Then there's the basics, right? The basics is this. One second. The basics of this, you want to make sure your resume looks good. Go through it. Make sure it's up to date. No errors, no grammar mistakes. Because for some reason, I couldn't care less, right? If I get a resume from somebody and there's a mistake or misspelling or what have you. I'm not one of these people that go, I'm going to throw this resume in the garbage. How dare they have a grammatical mistake or spelling error? They have a sparing error. That means that they don't have attention to detail and they're terrible. That doesn't, you know what? I can live with it. Life is short. I can't get too aggravated about that. But you want to make sure that your resume is current. It's up to date that you have, um, Every, you have your current job on it. I can't tell you how many resumes I've seen over the years where you'll have all like, pick, picture the resume as a piece of real estate, right? And the real estate is a building, right? And with the building, what you've done 20 years ago, 10 years ago is all, you know, all this stuff, right? On the building. And then you're, what you've done within the last two jobs are like this. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Like I could, I could deal with grammar mistakes or spelling errors or something like whatever, but why would you put so much time and effort and leave 
And it's laziness, I think, because you already have those jobs from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever, and you have it there and you haven't changed it. It's just there. And now you're kind of passive aggressive when, and I know people who are listening to this, they're like shaking their head. Shit, I'm doing this. Oh, I know I'm guilty. Uh, <laughs> you, you busted me, Jack. So you're lazy and you, you really don't want to put all the effort into for the most recent two jobs. So it's noticeable. Then there's only a little sliver there. That's the dumbest thing is self-sabotage. That's nuts. You don't do that. You want to have the real estate for your current job and maybe your prior job. Boom. You want all that. You want that up there. So they see what it is and you want to be clear of what you do, what's your job, what are your responsibilities, what are your achievements, how have you exceeded expectations? If, if you're in a job that you can show numbers, like I did X amount better in my quota, et cetera, you wanna really sell yourself. This is not a time to be like, blah, 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 blah on the resume. You wanna be showing you're, you're a winner. Look at all these great things you've done, all your accomplishments, all your wins. You, know, you wanna make it stand out. So you want to make sure that when people could read it, 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 and you don't have to be flowery language. It doesn't have to be super creative. You just want to know, because when a recruiter looks at it, trust me on this, they just want to know, hey, I'm recruiting for somebody who has one, two, three, four, five, six, right? They need those elements. And if I look at the resume and I see one, two, three, four, five, six, I couldn't care less what that resume format looks like. I couldn't care less if there are little pink polka dots on the resume. Couldn't care less if it's what it's it's like whatever type font. Couldn't care. But I care if I'm gonna go looking for a candidate, do they have one, two, three, four, five, six? If they do, boom, I'm calling that person. I'm emailing that person. I'm texting that person. I'm annoying that person until they say, all right, Jack, let's talk. We'll talk about the job. I'll listen to, you know, I'll listen to you. Let's have a conversation. So you want to take this time and because now you're going to have time because once you get into the holidays, everyone says, well, it's the holidays. We're so busy. Oh, we're busy. We're shopping. Oh, we're busy. Come on. What's more important? Just go on Amazon and buy your gifts for everybody. That's it. Or just delegate one person to your family, get all the gifts and that's it. And this way you could focus on getting that resume so it's tight, it's strong, it shows your responsibilities. It shows that it's, a, think of it as a marketing tool. It's a marketing document. It's not a resume. This, this is this you're selling yourself as a marketing tool. Then similarly, you want to go back to LinkedIn because I'll get give it through the, the lens of a recruiter. They're going to look at your LinkedIn profile and they're going to check it out and they're going to judge you. You know, if you have, if you don't have a picture, they're going to be like, huh, okay. If you have a picture with you, you know, with your arm around your girlfriend or whatever, that's kind of weird. You know, if you have a sports team instead of your picture, that's kind of weird. You want to have, you know, solid picture, but then I don't want to dwell on the pictures, but then you want to make sure on LinkedIn, the same way I'm talking about the resumes, you want to be tight. You want when a recruiter, when an HR person, when a talent acquisition person, when just a random person who's like looking to hire, they look at your, your LinkedIn profile and they see, oh, okay, Jack is, is a, I'll make this, I'm a chief compliance officer and, you know, working in New York for an investment bank. 
And then here are my responsibilities. I do surveillance, anti-money laundering. I do, uh, uh, you know, employee trading. I look for insider, you know, if there's any insider trading and so forth, put it down there. So that when somebody sees that, you know, LinkedIn profile, they're like, bingo, that's the person. Perfect. So you want to be crystal clear about what you do. What's your job? What do you, what are your responsibilities? Put all the top ones, like the primo ones up front, and you want to make it super clear about what you do so that anybody could find it. And you don't have to use fancy language. You want to be the wording or such that are used in that, in that sector. So they understand it. Don't put in like googly, googly, gop, gop, like jargon. You want stuff that is relevant to the space you're in that people, when they search for it, they know what to search for. Um, and then with the rest of it, you want to fill it out. You want to make sure, you know, if you went to college, you put your college on there. If you go to grad school, you, you went to graduate school. If you have uh, licenses, accreditations, certifications, make sure they're all in there. So this way, when they, when, when they look at your LinkedIn profile for a recruiter or someone looking to hire, they're like, okay, I get it. This person, this person is the right person. Perfect. So that, that's, you know, it's straightforward, but you'd be surprised how many people just shirk it. Like they just, they don't really put the time and the effort into it. And that's one of the reasons why recruiters don't, um, you know, you know don't, don't hit them up or, or hire managers don't hit them up because they really can't tell what does this person do? And I'm not going to sit there for 15, 20 minutes figuring out and try to, you know, understand, you know, what exactly do they do? No, they'll just go to the next one. I mean, there's at this point in time, literally, I think the most recent data says there's a billion people on, on LinkedIn. So someone's looking to hire, they're going to feel there are a lot of people out there. I'll just keep looking. And, and I want to find it easy to spot that person. On a side note, there's always this controversy with the open to work banner. I couldn't care less if you use it or not. I do care though, if you use the open to work banner, here, here's the key. Do me a personal favor. If, if you have an open to work banner, provide what you're currently doing, or even if you're in between jobs, what were you most recently doing? What were your jobs? What are your responsibilities? You know, what kind of role did you have? What title did you have? All that kind of good stuff. You want it on there, but then also you want to share what you want to do next. Do you want to do the same thing? Are you looking to pivot to something new? Are you trying a career shift? Um, what, what, whatever that may be. And then you want to maybe also add what companies you would love to work for. And the reason I'm saying is this, I've seen so many of these, you know, open to work banners, right? And usually the person is after a layoff. And usually a lot of times after a, a, a you know, a large layoff of thousands of people, and then they'll say something like, you know, open to work, have the banner. And then their comment to be something like this. Oh, my firm got laid, laid off a lot of people and I was included, but I'm really happy. I'm so glad for John and Jane and Susan and Bob. And thank you so much for everything you've done. And I really appreciate everything. Even though you fired me, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And well, I'm laid off. 
So help. Don't do that. So you don't have to go and thank everybody who, you know, from the team that you let you go. I mean, if you want to, fine, that's cool. I don't care. But you, you can't just be like, I got laid off. I, can you, someone help me? What is that? So help what? So everyone's going to drop everything they're doing and they're going to help you, but they don't know how they could help you. They don't know what you do. They don't know what your job was. They don't know your responsibilities. They don't know what you want to do next. They don't know the companies that you want to work for. They don't know the compensation you're requiring. So you, if you, rather than saying, giving a whole long story about how you loved everybody you work with, and now you're not going to ever see them again, most likely. Maybe you see one or two of them. Let's be frank. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for years and years and years, right? You probably only remain friends with one or two of these people. So like, don't worry about that. Worry about you. Worry about you want to show who you are, what you're about, what, what you know, everything so much that they want to help you. And they want to make it easy to help you. So let's say as a recruiter, right? I see that open to work and I place compliance, legal risk, uh, audit, anti-money laundering folks, people, people like that, uh, you know, specifically on Wall Street, hedge funds, private equity, those places, right? So if I see somebody open to work and I, and I, and let's say I know I need a certain kind of person who fits within my sector. And when I'm looking at it, I can't see, I, you know, I'm looking, I can't figure out what sector or whatever. Then I'm like, what am I doing? If you want me to help you, help me to help you. Don't make it hard for me. And when I say me, I'm talking about generally recruiters, talent acquisition people, anyone who's sourcing and trying to find people. You don't want to make their life difficult. Why would someone stop in their tracks, spend 10 minutes of their time trying to kind of, hmm, what does this person do? Are they a fit? No, no one's, they don't want to do that. If you're a recruiter, Time is money. You want to go, you want to find the person that has the background, the experience. And if they're good for the job you have, you want to reach out to them. So you want to make it easy for them. You want to make it super easy that they know who you are, what you're about, what you're looking to do next, the companies you want to work for, maybe the compensation that you're looking for. That's more important than just saying, hey, thank you, everybody that I work with that I'm never going to see again in my whole life. And by the way, you're the ones who fired me and I really do hate you, but I'm just saying this to be polite. No, just do what's right to get noticed. So Christine, how's that so far? Am I, am I being too bashy on people? Uh, am I? I would say if you want to future-proof your career, I think skills will be a big thing. Mm. I think continuous learning will be essential for job seekers and anyone looking to move up in their career. And it demonstrates that you're intellectually curious and motivated and will take incentive. And I read as I was like preparing for this show mm -hmm. that um, in 2024, companies are projected to be hiring for skills more so over pedigree. So I think it'll be important to start building a skill stack. And they say that skills are five times more predictive of job performance than hiring for education. You know, uh, can I give a caveat to that, Chris? Yeah. Because I, yeah, I hear that a lot, particularly on LinkedIn and other places where mm -hmm. exactly like you're saying, the skills, you know, based hiring. But what's so frustrating is sometimes there's a disconnect 
between what like a you know LinkedIn and other places will say, hey, skills-based hiring, that's that's it, skills-based hire, skills-based hiring. And then ask any job seeker or any recruiter when they send a resume over and they have skills that are transferable. Mm-hmm. But then the pushback is, well, yeah, but we really want someone who does exactly what we want them to do. <laughs> so, so yes, I agree with you. Skills-based hiring, absolutely. However, be prepared. Be prepared that if you're interviewing and you're trying to leverage your skills to transfer over, you may get, and you, I want you to be prepared for it, you may get that well, Jack, I, I understand your skills could transfer over. You know, you're a recruiter and you're going to look for sales job for real estate. So I, I get the skills transfer over, but have you ever sold real estate before? So I would add to what Christine says, yes, about the skills, but you need to be prepared for the old school mentality of most people that they're just matching up. Hey, here's the job description with 12 bullet points. We want you to have 12 of those bullet points, if not 15 of those 12 bullet points, and you have to meet it. So you need to prepare for them giving pushback. And that's okay, because that's part of the game. So then you want to have a way to say, well, I understand, Mr. or Mrs. Interviewer, why, you know, whereas I said, hey, my skills are transfer over. um, And you're saying, hey, I want someone who does the exact job. Well, as a recruiter, Really, we don't talk about it much, but we're really salespeople. Not only are we salespeople, we have to do a really tough sale because we have to sell ourselves as a recruiter to the company to get the job order to work on. We have to sell every candidate we're pitching to, to get them to interview. We have to sell them throughout the process to keep going on because these processes go on forever and jumping through all these hoops and selling them each bit of the way to keep them interested in in the job. Then when you get an offer, you have to sell them on the offer and you have to negotiate the offer. So similarly, as I'm thinking of moving into real estate sales, it sounds very similar. I'm dealing with, instead of a candidate, I'm dealing with a client who's looking for a home and I'm selling them all the, all the attributes of the house and why they should buy it and why this is a great bargain. I'm selling them on the, the how we can get put in a bid and how we can make the best bid and how we maybe no, don't pay too much. So you want to blend in you know, the skills-based hiring, but as a realist, keeping in mind that there's you know likely to get pushback. However, I'll add this to it. Uh, like we started at the beginning of the conversation on the on the on, on, on the LinkedIn show, is that if the economy gets better, uh, like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley is saying, they predict it's going to get better, and then it changes because then companies are feeling more optimistic. And I'm going on now with a little tangent from you know, giving the bullet points of what to do to just take a little breather from that. But what happens is this, if Goldman and Morgan Stanley is right and inflation is coming down and the Federal Reserve Bank doesn't have the pressure now to keep rising interest rates, which makes it just tough for companies 
and make them have to tighten their belt and cut costs and lay off people, if that stops, that means companies are going to start being more optimistic about the future. And in my experience, what happens over the last 26 plus years is that what happens when companies are looking forward to the future where they feel things are good, things are positive, there's going to be growth, there's going to be now competition because the other companies are also feeling the same way. So now we have to hire the best talent before our rivals do that. So now you get a whole shift where things start improving. The whole thing, in my opinion, from 2022 to 2023, was that the whole atmosphere was just negative and kind of toxic because there's the worries of recession. There is worrying about high inflation, high interest rates. What's going to happen to the economy? You know, then all these companies who just, when they had cheap money, were spending like drunken sailors, hiring people and hiring people and overhiring and making, you know, just then when the Fed hit with cutting everything down and all the jobs were lost, it was a big mess. So now it's going to be different. It's going to be more positive. I think companies learn the lesson. They won't overhire. They'll be smart about it, but there probably will be more hiring. And so this is, and this is another reason to keep in mind that you want to be prepared. So most people are going to still have that negative mindset thinking because they didn't watch the show that, hey, we're still in a really tough spot. We're really in a bad spot. And they didn't get to notice that, no, it looks like it's changing. Now, to be fair, could a week later something happen and all of a sudden everything we're talking about is out the window? Absolutely. Could it happen? Yes. But hopefully it won't. Hopefully we're moving in the right direction. Because that's usually if you ever look at you know, the graphs, where, whether it's the job market, the economy, the stock market, it never goes straight up. You never see straight up forever. It's always like goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down. You know, it's always like that. So it's not going to always be perfect. So there could be ups and downs, but sometimes you're up on that upswing. And sometimes those upswings could last for a long period of time. So going back to it now, so now you want to be prepared, right? So what are you prepared? There's going to be less competition out there because they're going to be on the sidelines. You're ready. Talk, we talked about the resume. We talked about the open to work. We're talking about your LinkedIn profile, talking about networking. Um, you want to maybe get recommendations from people. So you have that handy. So you don't have to, you know, you know, scurry at the last minute. If someone says, Hey, Jack, could you have some recommendation, you know, the referral uh, recommendation letters and things like that, get that done. Um, let's see what else can we do. The, there's another thing too. I would, I would suggest because take the time to hone an elevator pitch. An elevator pitch is like just such an old timey kind of expression. It really means when you get into an elevator, door closes and you see an executive that you were chasing after to get their business, that you're able to sell that person within the like one or two floors you're going up in the elevator. So it's really having a short, concise, punchy pitch to show who you are, what you're about, what you could offer. And that's very helpful because so many times when people interview, they meander, they wander, they go from this to that to this, and it's just incoherent. By, by having an elevator pitch, you want to make, you write down like, hey, here's 
my attributes. Here's all my positive stuff. Here's what I bring to the table. So then when you give an elevator pitch, boom, you could just, hey, I do X, I do Y, I do Z. Here's what I'm good at. Here's my bum, bum, bum. And, and you can kind of just recite it. It's like you go on autopilot. So when you, especially when you have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 interviews, you could use that elevator pitch for each one. Don't worry about changing. Don't worry about, oh, hey, Jack, I don't want to say the same thing to everybody. They're going to say I'm repeating myself. Yes, you want to repeat yourself. Consistency. Think about the politicians, right? They don't change everything every day. They have their talking points and they stick to it because they want to deliver their message. So you deliver your message in the elevator pitch of who you are, what you're about, what you offer, why your skills match with the job description, why you're going to succeed, how you're going to add value to that organization. And then each person that you meet with subsequently in the interview process, you're going to give that same pitch. However, you'll tweak it just a little bit. You'll tweak it just a little bit. And what I mean by tweaking it a little bit is this. If you're speaking to HR, they want, they're looking to see, are you a good corporate citizen? Are you going to work well and play well with others? When you speak to your boss or your prospective boss, they're going to think, they're going to want, hey, is Jack a good guy to work with? Is he positive? Is he upbeat? Is he motivated? Is he happy? Is he likable? Is he charismatic? Is he a jerk? And they're going to be analyzed. So you want to come across that you're a go-to person. You're going to make your boss look good. You're not looking to sabotage your boss. And when I say about you want to come across likable and nice and upbeat, trust me, those, those characteristics will, will overshadow someone who has better skills, better on, better on point experiences, but is like sucky. They're not, you know, they're boring. They're drab. They have no personality. Because we're all human. You want to work with people you like and have fun working with. So you want to be, you want to come across, and this is very underrated, very underrated, that you want to come across happy, positive, motivated, enthusiastic. That's what, that's what hiring managers want. They don't want like sad sacks. They don't want people like, oh, you know, my last job, and, you know, I was really happy there. And, uh, yeah, I'm just looking for something different. And uh, this company seems kind of good. So yeah, I just wanted an interview here. Like who's going to hire that person, right? It's crazy. You're not going to hire that person. You love you like deal with that kind of person, that attitude all day long. That's misery. So you'll stand out. And you might be saying, Jack, you know, maybe easy for you to do. I, you know, I, yeah, I wasn't a recruiter or a salesy kind of person, so I feel uncomfortable. Well, too bad. This is what you got to do. If you have if you have a lousy you know personality, work on it. Build upon it. Get a better personality. What can I tell you? This is what you got to do to succeed. You know, you can't just say, "Oh, this is this is like my fault," and uh, that's how I am. No, you can't be. Oh, that's how I am. No, you got to know what you need to know to win. And if the markets start turning positively, you don't want to miss out on this rally because it may or may not last. That's how things go. Think how, think about it. You went, you know, 2019, things were great. 2020, pandem pandemic, ah, terrible. Ah. 
Then coming out of the pandemic a little bit, we had to rehire everybody. Hey, great. Then going to mid-22, oh no, layoffs. So you want to capitalize when things look good. So if things are going to turn around and look good, going into the new year with some optimism, you want to come across like a winner. That's who they're going to choose. So you got to figure out how to make yourself come across that way, even if you're not. You got to figure out a way to do that because that you're going to stand out. Otherwise, you'll just be just another person of the 20 people they're going to meet with. Um, let's see. Anything else I have here? Wow. I think we got through a lot, right? Look at my here, here. Here's my like official notes that 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 I put together. I'm very organized. You'll want to use this time to compile a list of all your accomplishments for like your year-end review. I think it's important to touch upon that. Perfect. Exactly. So when there's the annual review, it's so lopsided because meanwhile, the company is keeping a dossier of everything you did wrong. <laughs> every, every problem you've had, every issue. And usually most workers don't have anything. You know, they're just like, hey, I worked hard. So yeah, you want to put together all the data. And if you haven't been doing so, start now and just, just go back and get as much information and intel so that you could share with your boss and say, hey, look how great I am. Look how wonderful I am. Look at all my accomplishments. And then, and then you could share with them so you're not coming in off guard. Wow, I think we got a lot. What do you think, Christine? Yep, I think you touched upon a lot of <laughs> Oh, how about one last one? Mm -hmm. How about two? How, how about two last ones? One, okay. okay. One is try not to get distracted. So, like with everything I was talking about, it's so easy to say, yeah, I'm going to work on the resume tomorrow because I got to go shopping today, or, you know, we're going, uh, to pick up food for Thanksgiving. It's so easy. Or I want to watch the football game. It's so easy to get distracted during the holidays. But I, I'm, I'm not saying to not have any fun during the holidays and be with family and friends and have a good time, but try not to get too distracted. Try to stay focused. And then also on a lighter note too, now, don't get mad at me for saying this, as companies are pushing back in the office, whether it's hybrid or whether it's full, you know, five days in the office, use the holidays to get, to get a nice new wardrobe. You know, might be nice getting out of sweatpants for a while, t-shirt, you know, so, so there's a chance to do a little splurging for yourself. So go out there and buy, you know, some new clothes. And I know you're mad at me for saying this, but I'm trying to look for positive stuff wherever I can. Uh, but so I think, I think we came up with a lot. There's still probably more we could talk about, but that can be for another LinkedIn live, but I hope, I hope this was helpful because, uh, by, by having this conversation now you'll, you'll see, you're going to stand out far ahead of everyone else because everyone else who's not watching this, they're just, they're still going to be like, Oh, doom, gloom. Everything is terrible. Cause they didn't get the news that it's kind of shifting a little bit. Plus. They're just going to go, I'm going to sleepwalk and just, just for the next from November, from now, basically, to like, you know, second week in January. That's a long period of time where you're just, they're just going to coast and not pay attention and not do anything. Whereas people who are watching this now and people who are watching this on, on replay, 
they're going to be super motivated. They're going to get a big jump start because they're already getting their resumes together. They're already sending out the resumes. They're hitting job boards. They're going on LinkedIn to see all the jobs there. You know, they're they're getting in touch with all their family and friends. You know, to get to keep their eyes out to help you. So they're so so the people who are watching this, they're going to be way ahead of the game. And and by doing so, you'll get noticed and you'll get the offer before other people. So I hope this is helpful. I tried to cram in a lot of information and I was super psyched that I had some positive stuff to share today because lately things haven't been all positive. So I'll take any win when, when we can and anything that's good and makes people better and have a better chance of getting a better job and improving their careers. So thank you every much, everybody for watching and listening. As always, if you have any comments, please put it into um, where Christine put up the, uh, the graphic about the show, any questions, any issues. If you think I'm an idiot and I'm completely wrong, if you think these stuff makes sense, if you have any ideas for future shows, whatever it may be, please share it and, uh, and tell a friend to check this out as well because we're, we're really getting momentum here. I appreciate it. And Christine, any, any last pieces of advice before we check out? I think you touched upon everything, but I, I guess I would add, do take time to decompress. I know you said not mm. to get distracted. That way you can enter the new year reinvigorated. And I, I just think you'll be doing yourself a disservice if you're burned out when everything kicks back into high gear. 100%. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because all this won't be any good. If you, if you're, if you now you're just burnt out, shot, exhausted from everything I mentioned that you should do. <laughs> and, exactly. then you do and then by the chance you do it, you're just shot and tired and exhausted. You go into an interview, just wiped out. So Christine's hundred percent right. Self-care, take care of yourself, whatever it may be. I don't like Christine, do you have a go-to thing to chill and just decompress? Just my alone time. I need it. It feels like, yep. <laughs> but just like sit quietly, do you meditate or? Nope. Stare at a ceiling. No, I'll, I'll, um, it's just my alone time. I, I being around people like green. <laughs> so as long as I just have time to myself, I'll listen to a podcast, watch a YouTube video. Um, yeah, that just fills my cup. You know what? Maybe that could be another episode. We could talk about like what people could do to de-stress, decompress, you know, what yep. their go-to thing. So so that's, you know what, that's cool. Maybe this could be a good idea. Maybe we can even talk about it for tomorrow. You can, you can lead a yoga session. Uh, <laughs> a little meditation. I do. I do yoga. I do meditation. I focus on mindset. Yeah. So I'm, I'm into all that stuff now. Yeah. All right, cool. So everybody, thank you so much for watching. Christine, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye, everyone.